Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Footy Brains Podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed panel of fantasy footy experts. On today's show, we have the usual suspects, Sam and Daniel, uh, plus our fresh face in Lockie. How are we, boys? Yeah, great, Bermo. Good to be back for another week. Yeah, mate. Yeah, glad to have you. Sammy D, how are you? Good, mate. Thanks for having us again. Yeah, no, my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, Lockie, the man that gives our show credibility, Mr. Top 700, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Oh, all the better for having you here. <laughs> ready for another season of footy, hey? Yeah, ready for the heartbreak. <laughs> um, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, today's show, we're going to be talking um, all things teamless heading into uh, round one 2021. Um, we'll be going through teams. Um, we'll be talking uh, We'll be talking our guns. We'll be talking our points of difference. We'll be talking cheapies. Um, look, let's let's kick things straight off. I'm let's let's start with last year's cellar dwellers. Let's go with the Broncos. Um, I've got now all all the team lists uh, have been provided by NRL dot uh, com. So the boys will give their thoughts if there's any changes they they think might happen come round one. Um, all right, now Broncos. We've got Jermaine Asako, uh, Xavier Coates, Tessie New, uh, Herbie Farnworth, uh, Jesse Arthur's, Anthony Milford, uh, Tommy Dearden, Matt Lodge. Andrew McCulloch, uh, Tommy Flegler, uh, Alex Glenn, Tavita Pangai Jr., Patrick Carrigan, Jake Turpin, Jordan Rickey, Corey Oates, John Asiata, um, and they've included some some other options as well uh, in Dale Copley, Brody Croft, Payne Haas, Richie Kenner, uh, Reese Kennedy, uh, Keenan Palacia, uh, Corey Pakes, Katoni Staggs, uh, uh, who's obviously out injured, uh, and um, Benny Teo. Um, all right, gentlemen. Let's let's talk through let's talk through our guns from the Broncos team. Daniel, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure thing. So obviously your guns are your Payne Haas's and your Pat Carrigan's, just based on last year. Huge breakout seasons. Um, Pat, Pat Carrigan mostly made a huge amount of money as well, which was really good for every every fantasy coach out there. I think um, Payne Haas obviously out for the first three rounds because of his uh, running with the cops. Obviously, less said about that, the better. I think. Um, but Pat Carrigan, also another great option if he can snag that 80-minute uh, starting role at uh, lock. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I um, I tend to agree with you. Look, there's only a couple of guns that I'd actually, I'd actually say in this team in Paddy uh, in Paddy Carrigan and Payne Haas. It'll be interesting to see what um what goes goes on with Paddy Carrigan and Payne Haas this year. I don't know that they'll both be playing 80. Um. I, I think that there's going to be a bit more rotation through the middle, um, depending on what they do with their bench. Because um, I can't see Corey Oates, Corey Oates staying on the bench, so I, I think that they could um, could lose some eighty minutes, lose some minutes there. But um, it'll be interesting to wait and see. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think the Broncos are pretty straight and narrow in that respect. Um, obviously, with your front liners like Paddy Carrigan and um, and Payne Haas, even though like Daniel said, he's out for a few rounds. Um, I think at the price points that they're at, especially from a classic point of view, I think they're sort of um, there's a bit interesting, like their whole squad, like with Corey Oates being at uh, 310. I think that's pretty interesting, especially if he gets a go in the um, in the forwards. But um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yep, well said. Um, all right, boys. Points of difference. Who who are you? Who have you boys got your eye on that 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 maybe others don't? Uh, Mooney, what do you reckon? Um, so for me, huge, big point of difference for me would be um, Anthony Milford. 3.6% of teams at 427k. Um, I think he's he's worth the risk in his starting halves, half spot. 
uh, you can you drop a bit of coin. Um, you know, you don't have to spend your your big your big dosh on the on the big guns, and you can you can bring in someone who's a mid tier and partner him alongside someone like Nathan Cleary, and you save yourself a bit of cash. Um, I think I think he's going to have a pretty pretty good year. Um, Jermaine Sarko, probably my other point of difference. Um, he's at, if he can uh, lock down that fullback spot, um, I think that he's he's pretty good value at 399k, 1.7 center teams. Scores, I reckon he scores his best at fullback. So um, I'm pretty excited to see him, but it'll be very interesting to see what they do with this whole Broncos team. To be fair, um, my last point of difference, I reckon, be Tevita Pangai Jr. Um, He's worth his big risk at 717k, um, only in 2.4% of teams. Um, look, a bit risky, but I think he could be a big point of difference if he can if he can rock out those big scores of his 55 60s. I reckon. I think my points of difference for at least the Broncos, um, to start off with Herbie Farmworth, I think as a fullback center, uh, dual, I think at the price point, I think he's. I think he's pretty favourable. Um, he might not be the you know your first ideal pick for either position, but I think even at a bench spot, I think he's good value. Uh, probably Tommy Dearden as well. Maybe not at that price point, but um, hey, if you're willing to have a punt, I say why not. Um, and then I tend to agree with Moon with uh, Anthony Milford. I think he's in for a big season if um, Kevy Walters gets what he uh, gets out of him. Especially four twenty seven, he's probably on the cheaper end of um, of halves. I think. If Milf can, uh, if he can actually get those scores, like his break even yeah. is thirty two. If he, if he even makes like an average of forty to forty five, you're making a hundred plus k on him. He's a he's a pretty safe bet for a pod, but I think I'm gonna spend my money elsewhere, unfortunately. Um, same same goes for Corey Oates. He if he gets a, I, I'm I'm curious of how they're gonna play him. If he actually gets a bench spot and plays in the second row, I I still don't think there's much value. In him there, he might average high twenties off the bench, but um, if he can get in the starting squad, although be it unlikely on a wing spot, um, he's probably got a bit of value there. Um, with three hundred at three hundred and ten k, and a twenty three point average, I think it is. Um, other than that, you've got Katoni Stags as well, which no one's really talked about, but he won't be really a factor for the first ten rounds at least, I think. Um, but when he comes back into the squad, a lot of people won't have him. I think you give him a couple of weeks to come back, and he'll be. He'll be a big point of difference player in those middle rounds of the season, um, and I think you've just got to have him as well. Katoni Staggs is just a proven gun. Uh, if well, if Kevy can get him back um, on track, I think the Broncos can actually have a decent team. But I mean, we'll wait and see. First couple of rounds will prove vital for them. Staggs was a pretty good point there, to be fair. That's a point of difference. Yeah, I think he'll be he'll be pretty big. I reckon when he comes back, he in. was a weapon for me last year. I, no, because no one started him. He was in about I reckon two, three percent of teams last year, and then I started him, and he was just a gun. Yeah, and he was probably a huge reason why I started so high because I had the same teams, a very similar team to what everyone started with. Mate, that's how you got in the uh, top seven hundred. Just get stags. Yeah, literally. Yeah, just <laughs> bring in bring in <laughs> Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mate, you're bringing this show credibility. I love it. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, he's in the back of your mind, though. He'll come straight back into the team. Yeah, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't obviously pick him up now. But no one's gonna be able to afford him. People are gonna go wild with their trades, I reckon. Um, and that's that's a big trap for classic. I don't know if you guys have talked about this before, but trades are huge. Uh, and I did this every year where I burn my trades mm. mid-season with injuries. Last year was a was a yeah. killer, um, and it was hard to bring in people like a Tony mid-season 
or you're wasting three trades to probably bring him in and then he'll get injured again or something like that. Yeah. All right, beautiful. Uh, Sammy D, talk me through your, your cheapies from the Broncos list. Um, I think a major standout would have to be Jordan Ricky at that um, 344, um, especially the kind of season he had on the back end. Um, I think that 344 uh, fits him nicely, especially um, if you're looking for like that little sort of point of difference sort of, but also sort of cheap um, forward. I think he's a, definitely a, um, an asset to your team. Um, also, Tessie New as well. Uh, as a fullback, uh, I think as soon as, um, as soon as Jermaine Asako lives up to his reputation, I think Tessie New will go straight into that fullback spot. And at 263, I think uh, it's an absolute bargain buy. Yeah, Tessie New. I think everyone knows that he's a must-have. Whether he goes in at fullback or centre, it doesn't really matter. I think you just have him in your squad. Um, Jordan Ricky, I don't know. It's He's a he's an interesting concept. He's... Break-even is 26. He's 344K. If he gets a bench spot and he comes in for 30 to 40 minutes, I think he probably sits at around the same value anyway. He might get a bit higher of, a, of an average. Like, he might shoot up to about 30, 30 rough average um, from where he's at now, which means that you're only making about 40 to 50K on him in the long run anyway, and you don't really want an average player of scoring 30 every round. So... I might be looking elsewhere for my 30, 344K. Yeah, I, really. I, I tend to agree a little bit. I don't know. Test news, you've got to have him, I think. Um, it base price, pretty well base price, and he's going to be in this team all year, I think. Um, even around that center or fullback spot, depending on how people go, uh, I think you, you're probably going to have to start him. Even if you start him on your bench, he'll make a bit of cash for you. George Ricky, as you've both already touched on, I, I think he can probably sneak in as a... Um, into a starting spot potentially. Um, don't know. Don't know what Alex Glenn's going to do. I, I don't don't think that he probably deserves starting spot in my opinion. But captain, you kind of got to have him. Oh. And Anthony <laughs> Milford for me, I he's four hundred twenty seven k, but I, he's pretty cheap for where he can be. Um, he's a eight hundred k value usually. I think he can if he goes back to his you know usual fifty fifty plus scores, he's going to make four hundred thousand. 400,000 cash for you, and then you can upgrade if you're not sold on him. So that's how I'd have it. No, fair enough. Well said, gentlemen. Uh, Daniel, talk me through your traps. Who are you staying away from? Yeah, I think if... So I'm looking at the hookers here. If Turpin gets a bench spot, like if he sits in that number 14 role, I think you've got to really avoid McCulloch. He it, he might look good at 724 and his previous averages as well when he's a starting hooker, but... If you've got Jake Turpin on the bench, he's going to take at least 20 minutes from McCulloch on the field, just considering how good Jake Turpin was in the Broncos squad. Broncos losing squads last year. Um, I think TPJ is a huge trap. He's generally a good scorer. Like, he gets a lot of tackle busts through the middle, but, um, look, he'll be suspended by round two, so I'd just avoid, which actually, it makes kind of Jordan Ricky look pretty good if TPJ gets suspended or, you know, injured like he generally does. Um, if Ricky comes into the starting squad, then then yeah, he's probably your go-to cheapie as well. But um, I'd be staying away from McCulloch and TPJ for now. And even actually to touch on another one, like Jermaine Asako, who knows what's going to happen with him if he gets a starting spot at fullback? Um, he's got to show that he can actually stay consistent there and keep getting selected because he's a bit of a a, a contentious buy at nearly 400k. Like it's it's probably not worth buying a player at 400k and then him getting dropped by round two or three because he's not performing as yeah, well. Yeah, look, I, um, I, I agree with you with the, 
that the hooker situation wouldn't wouldn't go there. Um, Payne Haas for me, oh, he's I he can't I don't wouldn't start him for the first. You know, he comes in around four or so. Um, I probably wouldn't start him. Starting there, I think he's going to lose a bit of a uh, bit of coin. I don't know that he'll be playing eighty. Um, so I would consider him a trap, even though you know he can still probably smash out maybe fifty 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 five. Um, but at that at that price, he's not worth a a fifty. 50 averaging player, you probably want him to be averaging 65, 70, 967k. It's a lot of money. Um, Jermaine Sarko is an interesting one. I wouldn't wouldn't start him from the start. He's got a break even of 37. Um, he's, he's in 1.7% of teams. Look, I'd if he can go back to um, to being a 40 averaging player, you probably pick him up by around three. He will have lost a bit of cash, um, and he'll probably be right right for the picking if he's actually going to play well and can keep that spot. But he could be a little bit of a trap for me if you're gonna if you're gonna pick him up from the start. And Paddy Carrigan, I've got him as a trap. I I don't know how how they're gonna rotate that lock position. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh yeah, I agree with uh, Jermaine Asako. Um, I think for that price tag for a bloke that hasn't played much footy, um, I think is a little bit dangerous. Um, another one I like to bring up, uh, Alex Glenn. Uh, for Fantasy rookies, I feel like the price tag might be a bit enticing, but uh, yeah, he's a massive trap in my opinion. Um, absolutely useless. Um, and then yeah, Matt, your, your, your usual blokes, <laughs> like your usual blokes, like your Matty Lodge and stuff. You know, injury prone and Andrew McCulloch coming off that big injury. I just think seven twenty four is a bit too yeah. expensive. If we haven't mentioned a player right now, just assume that they're a huge trap for the Broncos because they're not worth going near. <laughs> I'd be fair to assume, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, that's a dangerous squad to get involved with. Um, all right, gentlemen, Broncos. Um, now I got obviously a lot of a, a lot of feedback there, and a lot of different points that you boys have brought up. Are there are there any absolute must-haves for the Broncos? Uh, probably Tessie New. I think he's no, really I, the I only must-have from that squad. I don't know about you boys, but that's the only player I'm picking up from here. No, nah, look, you don't even have to. You don't even have to have him. I think. Look, he's got he's got potential, but um, I wouldn't say you have to have him. I think there's other options that um I can talk about later that I think that you could also go with. Um, but Tess New is a for his price and where I think he's going to play. Um, I think you're going to have to have him. Sammy D, what do you think? Yeah. Um. Well, like I said, I think I agree with Tess New. I think he's obviously the standout of that whole squad. Um, especially the price point, and you know, given um given he'll actually have a real go this year. Um, probably just sprinkling a bit of uh, Jordan Ricky, maybe even as just like a bench for the, be- for the beginning, just to see how his price goes. But uh, yeah, I tend to agree with Tessie New mostly. All right, well said, gentlemen. Uh, moving on to the Canberra Raiders. Um, now, predicted squad uh, for the Green Machine, uh, Charles Nickel-Clogstad, uh, Bailey Simonson, uh, Matthew Tomoko, uh, Curtis Scott, Jordan Rapana, Jack Whiten, George Williams, uh, Big Papa, Josh Papali, uh, Josh Hodgson, Dinamis Louie, Corey Harawira Naira, um, Elliot Whitehead, Joseph Tarpany, uh, Tommy Starling, uh, Hudson Young, Sia Soliola, and Corey Horsburgh. Um, all right, boys, talk me through the guns from the green machine. Uh, Daniel, if I can get your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I think Papali, he's kind of, he's the strongest player in their squad, really. At 722k, he's their most established gun, I'd say, and most consistent gun. Um, Jack Whiten's an interesting one as well. He's had some pretty good games, but then he can also have that quiet game and 
it'll be interesting to see um, if both Jack and George can keep their uh, point scores uh, at about the same average as they did last year because they were quite dynamic and especially Jack White now a dummy half just scooting on through the line and scoring tries like he was having fun. Um, yeah, I don't know how often he's going to be doing that every game, but um, yeah, I guess that's a wait and see. Yeah, look, I, I tend to agree with both of those. I certified guns fantasy-wise. I think that um, Josh Papali and probably Jack Whiten as well, I'd consider, I'd consider both in that category. Um, the only other interesting point that I reckon would be brought up here is Joe, Joe Tarpany. Um, if he if he can play sort of decent minutes and um, be as damaging as we know he can be, he um, he can be back up in that 50 averaging um, spot. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, I was Jack White owner last year, and I thought uh, he did pretty well, uh, despite what Daniel's saying. Um, I think overall he was pretty consistent, um, scoring a few high scores, you know, like in your 70s, 80s. Uh, I didn't mind that at all. Um I don't mind a bit of Dynamis Louis either, to be honest with you. As a gun. Uh, had a pretty good... Yeah, exactly. As a gun. I yeah, 100%. What about when Ryan um, Jans comes back? Oh, Put him in that squad yeah, and he starts. Could be very interesting. Um, I'd also like to uh, see Hudson Young this year too. I think a bit of a um, bit of a price raise and um, I think it's uh, well-deserved. Very contentious <laughs> points there, Dunham. Hudson Young is a yeah, gun. Okay. All right, I hear. Oh. I hear. Um... Yeah, I was gonna say Sammy D. Sammy D. Not afraid to not afraid to throw out some uh, some unorthodox suggestions. Uh, points of difference. Um, <laughs> uh, Moon, let me get your thoughts. Even though Sammy D. seems to be the king of points of difference. Uh, um, uh, Moon, if I can get your thoughts on uh, points of difference from the Raiders. Look, um, there's not. There's only a couple of like hugely owned um, players in this rate in this Raiders squad. So even people like that we've just mentioned, Josh Papali, it's almost a little bit of a point of difference. He's only nine point seven percent of teams, which isn't huge. And same with Jack White, and he's only in four point nine or so percent of teams. So you get them in, they could be a big, big old point of difference if they um if they are guns from the start. Um, Ryan James is probably the only other point of difference for me. Um, I think that he could be decent this year. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. He's, he's priced awkwardly at uh, 454 or so, I think. Um, and he's only in 2.1% of teams, and he'll start over Dynamis Louis, in my opinion. So um, I would, I'm would i interested to see how he goes. But um, if you're willing to go risky and get him in as a point of difference, then that'd be an interesting one for me. Yeah, point of difference. The only one that really stands out for me is Joe Tarpany, to be honest. Um, I thought he was really solid all of last year. Um, wasn't too expensive, um, but, you know, obviously he's not up there with, like, your top-tier Josh Papali. Um, that's all that really oh, that's all that really stands out for you. Point of difference. Maybe, like, a, maybe Hudson Young might double up as a bit of a gun and a bit of a point of difference. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, steer, steer out of that skid, Sammy D. Steer out of the skid, brother. <laughs> no, nah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Dunham. Let's, let's quieten down about Hudson Young, I think. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah look boys you're missing the big one george williams at halfback what's going on he's um he only had one year in the nrl so far and he proved it, that he can actually play and keep up with the pace considering what everyone was saying about him last year i think he could well uh, average well above 50 55 points a game if he can uh really get into the rhythm of things in his second year i think he could probably get up to about 700 750k yeah, which means he's averaging huge. about 55 a game he could be a pretty good pod to have, but at the same time, there's a lot of better halves out there than him. Um, looking at your 
yeah, looking at your clearies and your DCEs. But then again, they're also priced at your 800, 900K mark. So George Williams, if you if you like a risk and you think the Raiders are on the up and they're, they're going to make the finals this year, he might be a, a really good pod in the halves. Yeah, it's hard when you've got two such dominant halves as well. Jack White loves to control the game yeah. and he's at six. So um, And he does a lot of the kicking as well. So George Williams at seven, uh, I don't. I, I probably wouldn't go there myself. Um, I, as you said, I'd spend my money elsewhere. No, well said. In a draft league, I think George Williams is a goer. But yeah, for, for me, he's a wait and see, certainly in the in a classic sense. Um, Dunham, cheapies. Cheapies from the Raiders. Uh, well, I mean, looking at all the prices, I think a standout would probably be Koi Harrenir and Ira, surely. Um, big reputation to Hubbold, like coming from the Bulldogs and having to replace John Bateman, but you know, I'm, he is capable of big scores. I don't know if he really showed us that last year, but um, I think he's got it. Even especially at that price point, I think he's. Um, I think he's definitely a definitely a nice little cheapy to have in your team. I'd say. Yeah. Um, just looking at that squad, there's really not many other cheapies that you could really go for. Like Matt Tomoko is only going to be there for a bit while Jared Croker's is injured. He's probably not worth going. Bit of a trap, to be honest. Even if he's named in the the round one squad. Um, that's yeah, Corey Harawira Naira. I think if he if he can get sixty minutes, like looking at the squad, it looks like those edge forwards are probably going to be getting eighty minutes each. Maybe Corey loses like fifteen minutes either side of halfway to someone like a Hudson Young, but I don't know. Like uh, it's it's looking pretty safe for Corey. I think he's got the eighty minutes sewn up on the edge there for three hundred and ten k. That's a huge price increase. He should get up to averaging about forty to fifty. Like at the Bulldogs when he was playing eighty, he was averaging around fifty, fifty five points a game. So um, if he can get that for the Raiders, he's just going to do as yeah. As I well. tend to agree. He's in twenty five percent of teams, so um, obviously, obviously, a lot of people um, would agree with that with that stat. The only other player that. I have seen in a lot of teams is Bailey Simonson. Um, he's priced at two forty six and probably going to lock down that wing spot. He's in twelve point seven percent of teams, so uh, I look. I probably wouldn't go there, but I know a lot of people are touting him as a um, as a big as a big cheapie to make to make some coin there. I I think the thing with this Raiders backs are fantasy wise, they, they like to run across the line, so they get a lot of tackle breaks. Um, so he could be an interesting option if he. If he has a breakout year, he's only in his second or third year in um in footy, so um all gonna lock down this spot for um for the whole year as well. So I th- I think that'll be an interesting um an interesting cheapy perhaps if um if he can uh, really come out of his skin and have a good year. I think. Yeah, just on that Mooney, just to add, they also bought in Caleb Aikens this year, the Raiders. So I'm wondering where they're thinking of playing him and why they picked up him. Like I, they picked up Chance as their specialist fullback a few years back. Um, so why did they bring in Caleb Aikens now? Is what I'm wondering. Like, is he actually going to be a winger? Like, what's the go there? Oh, I, I, and that's why oh, I think Simonson's a bit of a question. Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't know what they'll do with um, Caleb Aikens. I kind of forgot about him, but don't know whether they just bring him in um, when there's injuries because they kind of run out of players when they when there's injuries, they've got sort of Valemi and Caleb Aikens. I, I don't know who else is in there, sort of their backup. They've, yeah. they've got a few sort of people I haven't really heard of before so I, and haven't really been blooded in um in the big time. So I think that um, if there's a few unfortunate injuries, then you've got a couple of couple of backups there and someone who can actually play fullback. That was what they um, they struggled with last year, is if Chance was out, they they struggled with um a decent back uh, backup fullback so that's the Caleb Bacon, I don't so think anyone wants thriving. to see Rapana yeah, fullback again. 
<laughs> Although they did have that game where they rested all their players, they did have Adam yeah, Cook, I think, right. at fullback. Um, he actually he didn't play too bad. He was quite uh, active, which was really good to see. But um, they probably don't want to rely on him. Yeah, I think I think you'll find um, I think you'll find Aikens now with uh, Michael Oldfield gone. I think they'll use Aikens as that sort of that Mister Fixit um, in that Mister Fixit role that that Oldfield did uh, last year. Now yeah. with um, now with him gone, I think it's just a depth okay. thing. To be completely honest. Um. Um. All right. Who? Who were we? Um, who are we steering clear of? Who? Who are the traps? Righto. I guess um, if we really want to nitpick here, I think we steer clear of the hookers here at the Raiders. Um, it can be so. Okay. Look, I've looked at this a few times, and all I'm thinking is that it happened a couple of times. Um, not last year, but the year before, where Josh Hodgson moved into that lock role, and they brought on Saliva Havili for 20 minutes. And Hodgson still played the 80 those games. So I'm very cautious of Starling and Hodgson. But if Hodgson starts the game and moves to that lock roll for the last 20 minutes in round one or two, I'm picking him up immediately. Like, I think that Starling's going to come on probably maybe at the end of half time, maybe just after half time, and he's going to play the rest of the second half, and Hodgson's going to move to lock. Um, which leaves Tarpany stranded, but um, th- I think if they start doing that, they might actually, there might actually be some good value in Hodgson at five hundred and two k. Yeah, I um I would have stayed clear of Tommy Starling. He's priced at six hundred and seventy nine k, and he's just he's very expensive for a bench hooker. So I would I would have didn't really think that um Josh Hodgson would go to go to lock given his um his injury record these days. So I um I would have stayed clear of both of them. But as you said, if he does. Uh, continue to play 80, 502k, um, and a big point of difference there. It's only in 6.9% of teams. Um, I'd be picking up Josh Hodgson as well. Um, I also, as we mentioned before, would be steering clear of Bailey Simonson. Uh, he's in a lot of teams at the moment, but I just can't see him being um, a gun wing or fullback um, option for you, you know, fantasy-wise. Yeah, I tend to agree with the uh, uh, the hookers, especially. I think it shows a lot about Josh Hodgson if uh, your bench hookers are a lot more expensive than you. Um, that being said, though, Josh Hodgson's done his ACL in both in both legs, so you know um, he's he's getting pretty old now too. So for five hundred two, I think there's more value out there in terms of hookers. And yeah, Tommy Starling, like Mooney said, a very expensive uh, bench hooker. Um, I think also maybe like. Oh, this might be this might be a bit controversial, but I think um maybe Elliot Whitehead might be a bit of a is might have a, be a bit of like a stay away for me. I think um just some of his performances last year, I think five forty five is very expensive for um what he um what he brought last year. So um, I'm happy for people to hate me for that, but um yeah, Adam, that's very safe to say, mate. I think yeah. Look, you're not looking at your Hudson's young, Hudson Young, or your Elliot Whiteheads, those kinds of players. They're just if they're bench forwards and they started last year, they're just no goes. No, fair enough, gentlemen. Um, now, uh, must haves. Is there anyone that you from that Raiders squad that you absolutely have to have in your team this year? Uh, Corey Harawira Naira for me is going to be the big um, must have well, for yeah. me. Um, yeah, geez, three hundred ten thousand dollars and starting starting of 11 and locking down that spot. Nah, big. Going to make some big money. So I love him in that yeah, role. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure Moon summed it up. I'm pretty sure. What, yeah, it. what else can you say? He's got a break even of 23s, 310k. He's going to play at least 60 minutes on that edge. He's going to make you probably double his price, to be honest. Um, yeah, just put him in your squad and forget about him. Yep, well said, gentlemen. This is why they pay you the big bucks. Um, well, nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do it for the people. Um, moving on to the Bulldogs. Um, now, predicted lineup. Uh, Corey Allen, uh, new signing there. Uh, Nick Meany, Nick Kotrick, again, another new signing. Uh, Will Hopawade, Dallin Matendi Zalesniak, uh, Jake Avarillo, Kyle Flanagan, Jack Hetherington, Jeremy Marshall King, Dylan Napa, Josh Jackson, uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner, Adam Elliott, uh, Brandon Wakeham, uh, Offahiki Ogden, Corey Waddell, and Renoff Antoni. Um, Sammy D, talk me through who are the Bulldogs' fantasy guns. Fancy guns. I think off the back of this uh, last year, sorry, uh, I think uh, Adam Elliott's definitely up there. He's a bit of a gun. Uh, definitely put in a few good shifts last year, I think, and uh, produced some pretty good scoring. Um, another one, obviously, you know, Nick Kotrick did pretty well for the Raiders last year. I think he's here to uh, bring a bit of spice into the Bulldogs thing, so I think he'll be a bit of a gun. Um and pair him with um pair him with a Roosters castaway Flano, I think um uh the Bulldogs could look pretty spicy. That's a that's an interesting term. Um I you gotta give the Bulldogs a few weeks, I think. I wouldn't call any of these players guns. Adam Elliott could get there. Like he had a few good performances last year where he played eighty, scored uh sixty odd points. Even for Talamariner towards the end of the season was getting tackle bust tackle busts and tries for fun, like they could get into that gun category, but they're really not there yet. You've got to be a bit more consistent with your scoring to get there. Um, so in terms of guns, I think there's not really that much to choose from here. I wouldn't be picking any of these as my, like, oh, they're my figurehead captain player. Really. Yeah, look, no no real captaincy options. But for me, um, Sam already said this, this is my big talking point for this team. Adam Elliott, I think he's going to do all the work for this team in that forward line. No, no Aiden Tolman this year. Someone's got to make some tackles. So... Um, I think Adam is he's a workhorse and was playing big minutes towards the end um, of last year as well before he got injured. So, and for me, he was a um, he was a big savior in a few draft leagues. I know because um, no one rated him. So, uh, I think he's he's worth a pick up. Um, yeah, interesting price as well uh, at five ninety six k. So if he can um, average get get his average up there, I think he's um, he's going to be well worth it. Uh, Daniel, points of difference. What are we thinking? Yeah, there's there's a lot of good pods in this team. Like, I, I don't know where to start, really. So I guess, like you've already talked about, your Adam Elliott's. Um, there, he's a bit of a pod, really. Um, that's just under 600K. I wouldn't. That's why I put him in this category rather than a gun category. You think you're, you're forgetting that Luke Thompson's also part of this team. He'll be back in round five, and I think he's going to take a lot of the brunt off um, Adam Elliott there. Uh, He's also going to be working through the middle, probably take Jack Hetherington's spot as well when he comes back in the forward pack. Uh, He could be a bit of a pod when he's back in round five as well. My biggest player that I think is going to go absolutely crazy in this team is Corey Allen. I think he's going to be averaging close to 45 points a game. I think he's got a lot of money to make at uh, currently, what, 400K? I think he's probably going to make up to 100, 150K from that spot. So 
if you're willing to take a risk on the Bulldogs and then performing a bit, I think Corey Allen's your, your biggest pod. Yeah, look, I had Corey Allen as well um, as a point of difference. I think um, it's going to be very, very good for him. He's, he's obviously going to take a bit of time getting to this new squad, but he's only at 7.3% of teams. So, um, and yeah, he's, he's going to be interesting. Um, you probably want him for the first half of the year, make some cash and then try and cash out to your, um, I would be anyway to your, your bigger names. Um but Adam Elliott is again he one point five percent of teams. Um I think he's gonna be alright there. And um Raymond Fatala Mariner could be could also be interesting as well. One point six percent of teams. He's priced awkwardly at six twenty three K. look, yeah, I I think I'd leave him as a point of difference. Um bit of a risk there for Ray Fay, um, especially coming off his uh, ankle surgery. So he could potentially ease back in, probably lose a bit of cash to start off with, but once um but once they start going, I think um, there's going to be a few very good options in this squad. Yeah, um, I agree with Daniel's point about Luke Thompson. I think, like, you know, during, like, it's, it's only his second year in the NRL, so I think he's got a lot of points, uh, a lot of points to prove. Um, I also think uh, JMK, Jeremy Marshall King, I think is a little bit of a point of difference. Uh, hopefully he gets more of the minutes out of uh, the Bulldogs hooker role, but um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, this might, again, this also, I love being the controversial bloke on this podcast, but, um, uh, uh, something screams out to me about Lachlan Lewis. I don't know what it, and I probably, it's probably on a lot of people's like no goes, but uh, I'd just like to see what Flano brings out of him. He had some big scores last year and I think for, he, again, he's probably priced a bit awkwardly, but, um, yeah, I think he could be a big scorer this year. I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't think Lachlan Lewis is, if he gets yeah, himself into starting I think, start to, yeah. I, think. Um, I think Jake Abrillo will will keep that. No, Jake Abrillo will you keep that sixth spot. Um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah you are controversial today, Sam. Yeah, you're very controversial, apparently. He, um, Lachlan Lewis did play a lot last year, but now that they've got Flano in there and they're really investing in Avrilo, I, I just don't see him getting a spot. I mean, they... Even in the predicted team list, like NRL.com's put Wakeham on the bench. Like, they really must be downplaying Lewis. I think he actually played quite well, and he provided a lot of their points last year, the Bulldogs. So, it's, yeah, I feel like he should be in the squad, and he's probably deserved to be in the squad, but he's made some really bad errors that I think have um, really burned him and burned yeah, the coach's view of him. Yeah, well said. Um, Moon, cheapies, cheapies from the Bulldogs. Um, for me, I've probably only got um, Jake Abrillo as your big obvious uh, cheapie. He's at 302k, I think, and he's in 30.2% of teams. So a lot of people know about him. I think um, if you start him in your he's a center, if you start him in your centers, um, geez, it's going to be huge having someone playing in the halves um, in your centers. So I think he's got a lot of coin to make for you. Um, yeah, that's sort of the only sort of cheapie that I would have I would have really pointed out. There's a lot of a lot of mid-range um, prices in this starting squad. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't go near them um, for cash-making, personally. Yeah, I think your only standout, um, like Moon said, is probably, yeah, your Jake Avarillo. Uh Maybe a Jack Hetherington, but like he said, if he, even if he gets like a... If he is on the starting side, he might be all right. But if he goes to a bench, it might lose a little bit of value. But that's all I can really see from the Bulldogs squad. Yeah, I think you save a trade there with Hetherington. Um, you just because as soon as Thompson's back, I just feel like he's going to take that starting spot, assuming that he's playing in the front row and Elliott's secured that lock role. Um, yeah, less said about the cheapies here, the better. I think just Avarillo. That's it. No, fair enough, boys. I'm glad we all agree. Um, 
All right, traps, traps. Who are we staying away from, Sammy D? Uh, well, big, a big one for me. Uh, Joe Stimson. Uh, don't like him. I don't like him in fantasy. I don't like him in draft. Um, I don't. I just, I just gonna <laughs> stay away from him. I think. Uh, another one for me, probably, probably like a Nick Meany's pretty underwhelming. Um, and maybe, yeah, that's probably about it for me. I'd say maybe. Maybe I might sway my opinion and say maybe like a Lachlan Lewis, but I have to see what he say, see what he does first. Yeah, not not in too many teams these um these bulldog players, but I, for me a big trap uh, is Nick Kotrick. I think um priced at four eighty four, is is could come back to bite me the bum, but um I don't know how he's going to go. I don't I don't think his scoring will be quite as high as what we saw sort of towards the start of last year, where he was actually up there scoring fifties um, pretty consistently. And you saw big price rises from him. I, th- I think you could see um, some price drops. But uh, I'm very keen to see how he goes uh, in saying that. I also think um, Jack Hetherington's a big trap. 11.6 per teams, um, unless some people know something that I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what, what goes on there with Jack Hetherington. Yeah, I've really, like, this is the first time I've been like, look, can we just avoid the entire squad? Can we just say the whole squad's a trap? But, um, I mean, you've got Avrilo, you've got Corey Allen, you've got some new faces that are actually going to bring uh, a bit of spice to this team, like Dunham said. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't be going any anyone else outside of the the names yeah, that we've already talked about, really. Um, other than Flanagan, he might be a decent shout if he gets, you know, if Avrilo's there. I doubt Avrilo's kicking, so Flanagan might get all the kick meters. He might actually turn out to be a gun, but everyone else is just yeah, just leave him out of your squad. I think it just back. I think it's just a backup from his um Warriors season last year. Yeah, had a short um, stint, did okay, but I I didn't see like he was a big he was a big forward, but what where are the points coming from? That's that's the thing. Like, no, fair enough. Um, all right, as this this could be a quick one. Uh, are yep, there any must have for you boys? Yep, Avrilo, done. All right, beauty. Uh, well done. Glad we all agree. Um, Beauty, moving on to Cronulla. Um, okay, uh, predicted team list for round one. Will Kennedy, uh, Sione Katoa, Jesse Ramian, Josh Dugan, Ronaldo, Molotalo, Matt Moylan, uh, Chad Townsend, uh, Brendan Hamlin, Ueli, Blake Braley, Aaron Woods, Britton Nakora, Wade Graham, uh, Toby Rudolph, Connor Tracy, Andrew Feeder, Aiden Tolman, Jack Williams. Um, all right, boys. Let's talk through guns. Mooney, hit me. Any guns from the from the Sharkies? <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I'm inclined to say no in that starting squad. No absolute guns. Sean Johnson, when he comes back in, is uh, the only gun for me. And even then, it'll be interesting to see how he goes coming off a pretty significant injury. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say no, no guns. Oh uh, yeah, I I pretty much agree with that. Uh, or maybe. A little bit of a Britain Acora, maybe, yeah, no, but on. he has Let's to start well, I think. Yep, easy. No, fair enough. Um, um, no, very fair. Uh, points of difference. Um, is there anyone that you know that we, that we are looking at? Uh, Sammy D, what do you reckon? Well, again, I think I think Britain Acora is a good point of difference. Um, he, he was out for a lot last year, but um, when he came back, he came back with a bang, which um. Uh, which I thought was um, pretty impressive. Um, Toby Rudolph off the bench was not too bad. Uh, like, you know, scoring all right. Um, and I think for I think for his price, he's pretty decent. Um, 
uh, if you want to if you want to go near him, maybe a Jesse Ramian, but again, he could easily be a trap at the same time. Yeah, agreed, Dunham. Um, look, if looking at pods at this team, there is there's plenty of pods there that could possibly make money, and I feel like there are players that are going to make cash there in big scores, but it's so hard to predict. They're all sitting around the six to uh, 500 to 600k mark like it's so hard to predict who's going to get the minutes who's going to get the points and who's going to get the price rises i think you're better off sticking to the the, the sorry the bulldogs forwards if you want to um if you want to make some uh cash or go with the pod the only other pod i'd look at is maybe blake braley if he can uh he's got um well he's got cam mckinnis coming to this squad next year so he's really got to prove himself and actually show that he can stay in this team so um he's going to have to have a big year to prove himself to uh, the coach. So other than that, I think he's the only possible player, although he might have Connor Tracy on the bench. So if, if Connor Tracy's on the bench, I would avoid Blake Braley at the same time. Yeah, look, I've got a few maybe controversial points or differences. Um, I am interested to see how Chad Townsend goes this year, uh, especially for the first half of the season with um, with sort of the halves pairing of Matt Moyle and Chad Townsend. Um, Look, his price is very awkwardly priced at 446. Um, okay. I think he could go one or two ways. He could sit down at his 30, um, 30 point averaging, be very disappointing, or I reckon he's probably going to do everything. And in my opinion, I think he will do everything in this team um, and probably be at least up there in the 45, maybe 50 averaging mark. Um, so for the first half of the year, that'd certainly be a point of difference. Um, interested to see how Andrew Fafita goes. He tends to be pretty trim these days, so um, I think that could be another point of difference. Um, he's in two point five percent of teams, which um, is which is also interesting. So if he goes back to that that gun um, sort of form that he was playing three years ago, or so um, he could be a big point of difference. And for me, if um, Matt Moylan flops. Connor Tracy starts at six. I think he's a big point of difference for me. I can't. I rate Connor Tracy. He's played pretty well last year. Um, so, yeah, in one percent of teams as well. So, uh, he'd be another point of difference for me if he were to get a starting six spot in over Matt Moylan. No, beautiful. Uh, cheapies. Anyone that we think is under under the the price value there, Daniel? What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I'm not looking at the sharks for cheapies. I don't think. Sorry. Um. Yeah, look, I, again, back to this halves pairing, Matt Moylan for me is a big cheapie. Um, if he can stay in that spot, although I hit big risk, but, uh, and I know some people probably uh, talk about him as a trap, but um, Matt Moylan as a wing of... Oh, you just wait till later, Lockie. As a, you just wait till as later. As a wing of fullback, if he can stay stay fit, um, that's something that I want in my wing of fullback to start off with, especially if... Um, Okay. You know, some people are going to start off with people like your Bailey Simonson in your the wing fullbacks. Um, I think Matt Moylan would be a, a big up, um, especially if he, if he can do something in the halves, couple of tries, just some base some base stats, um, and get around the thirty five point mark. I'd be pretty happy with that, um, based on what we saw last year. If they let him run around and play his um, and plays play his own game, um, I think that he could be okay as a as a cheapie. Personally, but that's yeah, all. That's um, I think that goes not too many cheap. Really uh, base the price plays. Right, scored fair enough. All, um, so. Now traps. Talk me through it. Moon, what do you reckon? Traps. Who are you steering clear of in this Sharks lineup? Um, I am steering clear of uh, Jesse Ramian. I think he's not the probably you'd pick him up, but um, 
Oh. Anyone who I haven't mentioned already, in my opinion, is a trap. I wouldn't touch a whole lot of these players. Probably, yeah, most of this squad is a trap for me, so I'll probably leave it at that. Uh, yeah, um, I think you can look no further than Mr. Glassman himself, Matt Moylan. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, you know, Josh Dugan, again, also very injury-prone. Uh, Jesse Ramian, like I mentioned before, could easily be a, easily could be a point of difference or could easily be a trap. Um, but it just depends how he starts off. Uh, Wade Graham also really disappointing last year. Um, and yeah, pretty much, yeah, like I mean, pretty much everyone else, let's say, is not really that amazing. <laughs> Looking at this squad, it's like they're either a pot or they're a trap, really. They fall into one of either category. Um, yeah, Moylan, just just steer clear of him. I know everyone's touted him as he's going to make a lot of money. He's playing in the halves. He's going to get a good average. He will be injured by round two, so just stay away from him. Um, which, ironically, as Mooney put it, would make Connor Tracy a pretty good cheapie at that point because he's actually quite young and quite good in the halves. So um, if Moylan goes down, you know, you might um, risk having Tracy on the bench or in your emergencies from round one if you really are uh, that passionate, which I'm now thinking about doing because I do not think Moylan will last the season, unfortunately. Oh, well, th- this could this could be a very, very quick one then. Is there, are there any must-haves, boys? Any must-haves at all that anyone can think of? No, nah, negative from me. Nah. Yeah, the science yeah, uh, says uh, it all there, right along. Gentlemen, some, some interesting thoughts there. Any, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Yeah, look, I um I'm personally pretty keen to see um Sammy D's starting team given his um his raps on people like Hudson Young or Britton Nakora, Lachlan Lewis in his starting squad. I uh yeah, I think that'll be uh that'll be pretty interesting. Bold prediction, the guy not even in the eighteen to, to be in his uh, to be in his starting squad. It's a bold it's a bold choice, but uh, you know, live and die by the sword, hey Sammy D. Yeah, exactly right, mate. That's exactly what we want. Daniel, any final thoughts? Nah, look, I think um, of the teams they've actually reviewed so far, we've we haven't really got to the to the actual big teams like you know your Titans, your Roosters, Storm. So can't wait for the for the episodes to come. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you had a golden chance there to take a shot at Sam, but that's fine. Look, I'm going to save it for later. <laughs> there's uh, there's going to be a point in time where we're going to have to review each other's uh, teams, and we'll we'll save them all up for then. Oh, hey, I won't be on that episode. <laughs> Can I can I just say that we um we I just want to make sure just want to make sure that it's on the record that Lachlan Moon, Mister Top Seven Hundred, has has Anthony Milford and and Matt Moylan as as two players he's very interested in this year. I just want to make sure that we've got that on the record. So there could be some humble pie coming your way, Moon. Yeah, get around them for our humble listeners out there. DM me when they all when you take my advice and they all score fifties for the first four rounds. I will uh, accept accept um congratulations later. But that's all right. You'll you'll wait and see. He'll also accept cash. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> more, more than likely, they'll both pull up with hamstring injuries in the first 10 minutes. So uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> can't wait for that. I can't wait for that, boys, to, to see who's right between Daniel and Moon. We've got, it, we've got our first rivalry here. I love it. <laughs> nah, well done, boys. Love, all, uh, love your work. Anyone else got anything? No, nah, I think we've said it all. Um, I think there's that, everything that you could say we've said. All right, boys. Beautiful. Love all your work. Thank you so much for, for jumping on, as always. Thanks, Bermo. See you in the next pod. Thanks, Tom, mate. Have a good one. No worries. Cheers, boys. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. That was part one of our 2021 season preview. Look out for part two, three, and four that will be coming in the next few weeks with more team breakdowns and insight. Cheers.